Hi, I'm Luke Fevin, and I took a left at the valley. I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know. We don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist. Uh, coming at you from holier than thou Abbotsford, BC, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and although my girlfriend sees me as a knight in shining armor, my ex sees me as an ass in aluminum foil. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me as usual is a team who doesn't take life seriously because nobody gets out of it alive. That's my saying. Yes. Come on. She'll tell you that in life you need a wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone, Nancy. Oh, you know, that's probably the, the best one you've ever done for me. <laughs> that's right, a wishbone, a backbone, and a, and funny, a funny bone. Bo- I think that's the best meme ever. <laughs> Thank you. And he'll remind you that you are unique, just like everyone else, Scott. That's right, 100%. <laughs> and she'll tell you that you get, need to get your facts first, then you can distort them as you wish, Kirsten. <laughs> that's the only way to do things. Exactly. Guys, welcome back. We're going to have an uh, interesting show today. We're going to do a bit something a bit different than we usually do. We're actually going to be talking to Dr. Del Rey and Dr. Veronica Drance. And we're going to put to sleep, hopefully, once and for all, this whole LGBT nonsense that's been going on here, especially in the Fraser Valley. Well, if anybody can do it, the dynamic duo can. Mm-hmm. The origin of this uh, show is we did a show not too long ago with Dr. Veronica Drance, and she was a fantastic guest, and she explained to us the biology of what goes on in a person's mind, especially when you talk about transgender people. Uh, and then um, a certain Barry Neufeld, who is a uh, school trustee in the region here of Chilliwack, came out publicly against a program called SOGI123. Um, and uh, th- this, this prompted a debate online here in the region, and it even prompted some people to send us anonymous letters, you know, stating that we were wrong, and even a letter that was entitled, What Kevin's Doesn't Want You to Know. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get all into all that. But first, let's do a bit of chit-chat. So, um... Is anybody here looking for love? In all the wrong places. Right. You know, if you have the idea... Believe me or not, I was just, it was in my mind and you said it. I was wow. debating whether to say it, so thank you. Speaking of wrong places, if you have the IQ of Sync Fawcett, Trump dating is here for you. And this is a real thing. This is a make dating great again. This is for Trump supporters. Is this, is, is it, does it actually ask for your IQ to be as low as... No, no, it doesn't. Is that where I can find my very own sexual predator to call my own? You know, this is as so funny. As long as you keep them on a leash. This is, this is actually... <laughs> and a, a muzzle. This is actually a real dating site. Well, and I was being real. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'd be great on so, that. So, wait a minute. This is a Trump dating site? Yeah. For it's Trump endorsed supporters. by Trump? Well, I'm thinking that Somewhere there must be plastic AR-15s too, is there? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the funny story about this: is uh, of course in the front page they had a couple that was modeling, and the funny thing is, is when you did some background research on the on the couple, they actually used a sex offender as a model. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh, man. It gets That's better setting better. the bar really high. <laughs> exactly. What, what do you mean you can't lay it any lower than the floor? <laughs> the The couple was named Jody Riddle, Riddleberger and William Barrett Riddle, Riddleberger, and he has a 1995 conviction of indecent liberties with a child. 
Oh my Where he he's videotape having sex with a kid when he was twenty five and the child was fifteen. Uh, so the site responded by changing the photo, of course. <laughs> well, you know, it stands to reason. Remember, Trump kept saying, I'm going to get all the best people. I know all of them. <laughs> the well, between the dating site and the cabinet, he's kept his promise. He's kept his promise. All the best people. So, you oh, know, best for what? I don't know. Already. <laughs> so, oh, if Lord. grabbing her by the pussy is your thing, <laughs> you have a site for you now. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, right. that was bad. It is bad. bad. Uh, did you guys hear that apparently scientists are, have created a new form of matter? You know, when you think of, you know, either liquid, solid, or gaseous, uh, gaseous state, they've called, they've called this super ionic water, ice. Ooh. It's a cross between a solid and a liquid. Interesting. Sounds they, like more unobtainium to me. Almost does it. It, it actually took uh, fluids of hydrogen ions and they ran it through a, a lattice of oxygen and it was formed by compressing water, H2O, between two diamonds. And then they zapped it with a laser. Now, super ionic water, uh, ice, doesn't actually form naturally on Earth. But they think it could form somewhere in other space or on other planets. Yeah, where usually where, where aliens have a laser and some diamonds and, you know, and they can put all We're this together. about pressure here. <laughs> I'm going I'm to mute your button here. <laughs> because Science. Did you? Guys, <laughs> that's a great channel, by the way, on YouTube. Because it is. It's a great channel. Uh, did you guys hear that the uh, BC budget for, for the province was out by the new NDP government? Yeah, yeah it's out to lunch. Yeah, and uh, the BC <laughs> Humanist, this is a story from the BC Humanist. Uh, remember last week we did a show with uh, Luke Fevin to talk about the uh, school funding? Well, it turns out in this budget, the private schools will also receive $425 million from the province this year. Uh, although BC only funds these private schools at 50% and not 100% like they do in Alberta. Yeah, and... Uh, how, do you, how do you call it a private school if the government's providing 100% of the funding? Well, they're not. They're providing 50% of the funding here. And, well, and wouldn't these that are, be a these public school, school then? But, but these are schools, to make it clear to our audience, and I hope I'm correct, these are schools that do have some either creationism or religious education a- along with these secular... Subjects that yeah, that, that's the problem with it. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, well, I should say, fortunately, uh, creationism officially has been banned since 1996 in the province of BC to really? be taught to kids. Yes, right, it's, it's been not banned, to be but, they, but but some of the schools do sneak nice. it exactly. They, they sneak it they're in. not they sneak part, it in. Yeah, exactly. They sneak exactly. Quick, it kitties, in. all of you have to follow the teacher into the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys catch the uh, the Olympics and the uh, performance of uh, Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore? Yes. And, you know, I didn't manage to catch it. Was it really as breathtaking as people were saying it, it was? It was beautifully done. It, it really was. It was yeah, very... It was a, they it won was the sensu- It was sensual. It, technically, it was beautiful. You could feel the connection that was between... It, I, I think it was flawless. I, I don't think... They, I mean, if there were any errors there, ordinary people wouldn't see them. It, it, yeah, it was it's, beautiful. Well, yeah, of course, because ordinary people... Yeah. I, I can't see the same no, it, 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 was, it, was, it was. It was really, really beautiful. And they took some chances with their lifts i would anybody who's interested go to youtube and see if you can pull it up it really was it was it was beautiful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. okay perfect because apparently it was a, a beautifully executed and people are kind of wondering you know uh it was so sensual that it almost feels 
not it doesn't feel right that these two are actually not lovers in real life. They're actually just skating partners. There is no relationship. Yeah. And people are having an actual hard time believing that. I know. Well, they've been partners since they've been, what, seven, eight, exactly. nine, or something So like what that. you're so saying is they were very, very professional in the way that they like pulled actors. off the... Like actors. It's they like can actors. fake it like the best. They, well, then yeah. what's the problem? That means that just, that just highlights how professional they are. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, did you guys remember we talked a few weeks ago about a, the biggest cave in the world, the biggest cave system in the world? You know, the 347-kilometer cave system in Mexico? Well, they just found some bones in there. They found some bones of giant sloth, ancient elephants, and extinct bears from the Pleistocene mm. period. The Pleistocene period was from 2.6 million years ago to about 11,700 years ago. After the last ice age, they say the, after the last ice age, the water rose about 100 meters, which flooded the cave. But they found the bones inside, so the little story will keep following. Very interesting. And here's a... I hate to say this, because you're not supposed to speak ill of the dead. It's almost a good story. Billy Graham is dead. You know, you're not, like I said, you're not supposed to speak ill of the dead, but I don't shed about, a tear for this. Yeah, I don't know how don't. to feel about this at all, because uh, he meant nothing to me, so... No, no, it's a bit like you know, when Jerry Falwell uh, uh, died, you know, and... Uh, Just somebody, one more, one more, what do you call that? Um... um Medicine man, uh, uh, little, uh, the guys snake who do oil. the snake oil salesman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more snake oil soil salesman off the planet. Yeah. Good. I'm happy. Died to, at the age of 99. Um, apparently, these, uh, there are rumors they want to bury him at the Capitol in the United States. Uh, I, you know, I, I use the same line that Christopher Hitchens used for Jerry Falwell. You know, uh, he's not into heaven. It's a shame there's no hell for him to burn into either. This is a man that in, in the Nixon era was warning Nixon about the Jews controlling the world. And he's the kind of guy that said AIDS, you know, was, you know, God's punishment for homosexuals and stuff like that. He was not a good man. I don't care how much Christian he was. He was just not a good man. Yep. No, I think he apologized. I'm not, I'm not standing up for the man, but I think he did apologize. Whether he was driven to apologize or realized that he had really crossed a line, I, I, I don't know. But at the time when he was at his peak um, in the 60s, 70s, and, and 80s, he had pretty much the respect of most people because he didn't appear to be someone who was raking in millions of dollars you know, for, for himself. And he, he did have an aura of credibility. Where I'm having a problem is why are they giving him a... Um, not a viewing, but the the body's lying in state in mm. Washington. That kind of bothers me. That bothers because me a lot he is too. A, he is a religious figure, even though he was accepted by millions of people, and he was considered to be pastor to the presidents. There's a Several line presidents. between yeah. There's a line between um in, uh, in, in between religion and um, he wasn't a head of state yeah and i think he's I, I don't think a religious leader should have that status and i totally agree and i don't care whether it's billy graham or anyone else i just don't think it's a, it's a right thing this is do. trump's america now yeah. right? so uh, i mean we, well, we can expect to see more of these things yeah but i mean that's that's not separation of church and state that's no, a I blending totally of church there, and is, totally there is no separation of church and state not anymore not anymore, anymore. United States. Uh, and, of course, we have to talk a bit about the story that's been going on ever since the uh, uh, Valentine's Day, the shooting and the NRA. Uh, the NRA is on the defense. Or are they ever. Big time. Uh, have you heard of this girl called Emma Gonzalez? 
Yes. She's oh, become she's iconic so fast. Yeah. One of the kids that's spoken up against uh, against uh, the NRA and all that. And, of course, in the midst of all this, Trump is pushing the teachers to carry concealed weapons, which is Oh, that's, yeah, just, just beautiful. Let's put more guns I, in the school with our kids. Yeah, I think I heard, I don't know whether or not this is true. It was just a little snippet I caught when I was going through my Facebook feed or something. But a teacher that had done that, and lo and behold, they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, exactly. That's usually what ends up happening. People yeah. don't realize all the they're, the people who get hurt yeah. because of carrying guns. But now that the story has been going off a little while, some stuff is starting to come out. For example, there was not one, but apparently four sheriffs that were there at the scene at the time of the assault, and they were too scared to go in. Oh, they were hiding they're behind trying, the car. Yeah, they're sorting. They're so, the, the, the sheriff says, no, only Scott Peterson was there, yeah. but the Coral Gables police, when they came in, and some of the students are saying no, there were some of the the uh, the sheriff's department officers there. So it'll it'll sort itself out. What really disturbs me about teachers uh, or this whole aspect um, of teachers carrying guns, and I've heard all of the the arguments against naturally, you know, that they, oh, yeah. they shouldn't be. But in my mind, the, the, the horrible picture that comes to my mind is a kid who is in trouble, who's having a lot of difficulties, and a teacher help tries to help him tries to counsel him tries to work with him and the kid just has so many problems that eventually he explodes yes comes into the school with a gun and here's the teacher who is forced to make a decision do i save my kids or do i kill the student mm -hmm. that i've tried so hard to save are you kidding me uh, I, th this is a moral oh you know, it makes no sense at all and scott you're you're an ex-military man I mean, in your professional opinion, if I can actually say well, that, I was never, I was never a combat arms guy. Okay, well, go ahead. You're you're a guy who's hung around the army a fair a fair yeah. amount. Uh, you know what? What are the odds of a normal civilian teacher being capable and having the guts to pull out their gun and stop somebody coming at them with an AR-15? Uh, you know, you might want to ask a police officer that because yeah. I'm pretty sure they would give you a good answer too. My my opinion is almost zilch. If zero, if four <laughs> sheriffs. Don't have the guts to go in there with and their training. And they're trained. You yeah. really think a teacher's just going to come in and save the day, jump like John Woo style sideways with a gun and bang, bang? Well, yeah. Not only yeah, that, but, but a teacher with kids who are screaming, with people you know, in yeah. the halls coming that, every which way. That teacher's doing their best to try and control the kids to calm them down. Well, yeah. yeah. And they shouldn't be put in that position of yeah. having to defend only them with only a gun. Trump would would stand in front of the American people and say, "Yep, this is when a good idea." Time, question: we need When was the last time you ever school. saw Trump with a gun in his hands? Yeah. <laughs> He's got people doing that for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and now the funny, and the interesting thing about that is those kids. Well, I, like I said, it's sad that the Americans live in a country where it seems the general public prefers to actually take care of their guns and take care of their kids. It's even sadder that the kids are the one taking up the fight on this. The parents should be on the front line of this, not the kids. Yep. But the kids are, and they're being a force to be reckoned with, to the point where the NRA can, we can actually say, the NRA has actually become the enemy of an entire generation of Americans. Yes, the NRA is in trouble And right you now. know That's what? trouble. I'm really, I'm not going to say that I'm surprised. In all honesty, these kids coming up, they're, yeah. they're seeing what is happening, and they're like, this is what we're growing up into. This is absolute bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, part I'm, of my I'm French, I was but so this happy is absolute to watch, bullshit. I was so happy to watch some of the video of those kids standing up. And they had a spokesperson from the NRA there. Yes. And 
the kids were standing up and asking tough questions. And the kid had so the real tough the, questions. The kid, the one kid that I watched, it was a young lady, and she had the wherewithal. I don't know if it was what her name was. Emma she, Gonzalez was might she a have, kid? Might have been. No, I don't. I don't remember. Um, but I remember her speech. She she asked her question, and the NRA spokesperson was a woman, and she she tried to answer, but she sideswiped the question. She yes, she didn't answer it directly. And people started booing her in the crowd, and the girl actually stood there and said, excuse me, she asked a question, or I've asked a question, and I'm waiting for her answer, and she hasn't answered it yet. Will you please be quiet and let her answer? I remember that. And I thought to myself, now there's a force to be reckoned with right there. These, you know, everybody has been saying the same thing in that these kids may be the, the forefront of a, of a game changer after all They're, i hope these kids become politicians they, well you know they've grown up with these drills they've grown yes. grown up you know fearing that this might happen but saying no nah, it's not going to happen here and then they go through it and they're at the age where they're fearless at this point they yeah. they really feel as though they they can do this I, and i think they will and i i hope this is just the beginning of a powerful powerful movement of the younger generation and not just for guns i'm talking anything from climate change to you know religion goes down the drain to you know politicians going out the door it's their world it's their world that they're coming into yeah Yeah, obama put out a just a wonderful uh uh, twitter and I, i i don't remember most of it but it was great but the last line were we got we've been waiting for you and we've got your back yes and, and he's 100% correct. Yes, absolutely. So anyway, so yep. we'll keep an eye on that. So uh, who knows? So out, maybe of, th- out of a, ba- a, a tragic news story comes some, some hope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we, Go for it, kids. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we you do see, have your back. The, the, that spokeswoman, just the la- this last little bit, the spokeswoman for the NRA, whose name I don't remember, but this really, you know, this really professional mm-hmm. actress-looking woman whatever she is she when she um was talking to the uh, conservative um group that was just meeting and she was saying that the media loves to have mass shootings and then she had the nerve to say and a crying white woman is pure a, a white woman crying over you know or, or get oh yes i remember that ratings gold and it's my jaw dropped yeah. that she would actually use somebody's sorrow of yeah. losing a child that's ratings gold and i thought oh yeah. lady and, and if you're one of these idiots out there that's yeah. pushing the conspiracy that these kids somehow speaking up are somehow paid actors you know fuck you so sorry but you know what yeah. go to hell i mean you got to be kidding yeah. me here Yep. Yeah. How much stupid? Well, I, I was so I was so impressed by the young lady that that basically told the crowd off to say I want her to answer my question, mm-hmm. and the the calm professional air that this child, this teenager put forward was just amazing. It was like uh, if future can, leader. Yeah. Ho- hopefully they can keep this up, inspire other groups so that the responsibility goes you know to 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 all of the groups not just to to those in in florida that's a big big burden for those kids yeah, to have yeah. but i i think oh, I, I think we may be on our lives. way up mm-hmm. let's hope well you know with all these news and uh following on the segue on that uh, let's do a little segment that we always call we always love call another brilliant moment brought to you by religion well talk about gun shooting Guys, did you know that nothing shows you devotion to the Christian Prince of Peace like bringing your assault weapon to Mass? 
<laughs> parishioners in Pennsylvania are planning to attend church services armed with their AR-15 rifles so they can be blessed. Yep, they're going to bless the rifles. Our listeners can't see this, but I have a very confused look on my face right now. <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> Quote, this will be a big thing for us. It's a new stage for us because it incorporates the rod of iron, as in Revelation. What? Revelation talks about returning Christ ruling with the rod of iron. In other words, these doofuses think that Jesus is coming back with an AR-15. Sure. Yeah, of okay. course. thing, it's not a rod of iron. It, three quarters of it's made of plastic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sanctuary Church and Rod of Iron Ministries is an offshoot of the Unification Church founded by the late Song Myung Moon, led by his son, Reverend Sin Moon. Anyway, this rod of iron is the AR-15 in today's terms, the elder claimed. And he's re- re- uh, referencing Revelation 2.27, wow. which goes, And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I have received, even as I receive of my father. The King James translation reads. Oh well, the Bible says it's true. No wonder they gotta bless the they gotta bless the guns. They got no rod of iron gun. Yeah. I, you know, I totally uh, get it. I, I get totally it. get it. <laughs> so, so, how do we consider this then? If 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 one person's got their blessed, their gun blessed and they're defending their home and the other person's the criminal coming into the house and their gun is blessed, who wins? <laughs> is that like the immovable object versus the unstoppable force? Mm, kind of makes you wonder, right? Kind of makes you wonder. What a bunch of hogwash. Well, nothing, <laughs> maybe you'll shoot more accurately. Maybe it's like Dungeon and Dragon. You get your weapons blessed, you get a plus five in accuracy. Plus five in accuracy, yeah. You know, you roll the dice and you see if you get a plus five in shooting your target. We should your just DTs, give them all water DTs guns DTs filled with holy water. Yeah, there we go. Oh, there that sounds good. Now we're Super talking. soaker. Super soaker. Now we're talking. Now I can totally talking. see the Second like, Amendment. All right, go nuts. I can totally see the Second Amendment being a super soaker thing. That works, <laughs> that works way better. All right, here's another dumbass moment. Sorry, brilliant moment. With the um, with the Madrid Stoneman Douglas High uh, shooting still looming large, uh, students in the capital to lobby for gun control. Uh, it's students in the capital to lobby for gun control. The Florida House overwhelmingly passed a measure Wednesday to spo- to sponsor, uh, aimed at bringing light to schools. What they go they go? Oh, jeez. What they're trying to do here is they're trying to bring Bill HB 839, which would require all public schools to post the state motto, In God We Trust, in the schools. They they want to bring light to schools? Well, that's, they yeah. call that light. They yeah, call they that want, light. They want I, to, I don't like to. Call an electrician have them hook it up. It, it'll bring lots <laughs> I, of light to the I was thinking the, the same thing. Or, you know, maybe invest in some light bulbs. <laughs> well, I, they need to do that because that goes along with the thoughts and prayers that have done so well. Yeah, because we all know that incantations, incantations protect you from bullets. Absolute, we all know that. Absolutely. That's why I've never been shot. Yeah. Because I say in God we trust all the time, right? <laughs> so sponsors Repub- uh, Representative Kim Daniels, a Jacksonville Democrat, runs for her own ministry, said Florida needed legislation given the goings-on in the state. The goings-on in the state. Yeah, this is in Florida, right? Oh, Where they had the shooting. So he says, he is not a Republican or a Democrat. He is not black or white, Daniel said. He is the light, and our schools need light in them like never before. It's not oh. even a Republican, it's a Democrat. That's right. Well, then they this should take our, heed our advice, Florida. Will you just put some freaking light bulbs in your schools? <laughs> Well, I, 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 I missed the part 
once you put in God we trust up in every school, then that's all the protection they need. They don't need to they don't need go any else. further. No teachers well, then we don't have guns. to arm the guns. That's right. We don't have to arm the no guns. No super soakers. God's hand of protection will come over the school then. It's because, so easy. Because don't you know that God can be simply, just, yeah. you know, you can just remove God just by legislation. But wait a minute. What yeah. if what if one of the kids is secretly against God and... <laughs> And then God sends the shooter in to kill him, and he just—it just happens that the rest of them are ancillary damage. You know, oh, you know, know. it's really—it's really awful when the whole government becomes a parody of itself, where we can nothing we say is as stupid as what they're what they're doing. Oh. <laughs> she said, "Quote: We cannot put God in a closet when the issues we face are bigger than us." She said, urging colleagues to back the bill. The bill passed at 90, 97 to ten. With the results winning a standing ovation, the Senate has yet to take up a companion bill in any of the committees. Oh, what a rather, bunch of dumbasses! They'd rather pass they'd rather pass a bill like that than restrict the sale of AR-15s. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, that's a no-brainer to pass that bill. Everybody looks good. <laughs> they think. <laughs> I can't believe this stuff. And it gets. I don't. I don't have the story. Unfortunately, I couldn't find it in time. But there's also a story where we've spoke about this last year, where there's a company that's making record profit now because they are actually taking the Arrow 15 and they're putting uh, Christian quotes and 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 scripture onto the gun, onto the gun, thinking that somehow, if you go to war against a Muslim, well, he's not going to pick up the gun because there's a scripture on it now if you have scripture now this is this is a very serious question and i'm really concerned if you have scripture on your gun mm-hmm. do you also have to have it blessed or is it okay if, if I, you take it without the bless? i well i'm, if, I'm if, really concerned no, I, think, I think the scripture gives you a plus two Does but the get, blessing okay. gives you listen, a plus three listen, okay. got, we already had this salt soak the gun in bacon fat <laughs> Apparently, okay. some soldiers are doing that. They're soaking the you bullets the, in bacon fat. You soak everything in bacon fat. <laughs> because the Muslims the are not allowed to touch it. not touch it. That's right. Okay. It's <laughs> this is the world we live in. This is 2018 with religion. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm, all, all, of you, all of you in the U.S., you're welcome to come to Canada, but please don't come all at once. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you know how to say A at the end There's of all really your nice sentences. There's a really nice crossing And leave Just, your weapons at home. There's yeah, a really nice crossing point just south of Montreal. Uh, all the refugees are coming across there. They'll take you in no problem at all. <laughs> you just have to act like a refugee for a while. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right, moving on. All right, so today we're talking about the whole LGBTQ issue. We certainly are. what transpired here in the Valley, and it's what's been transpiring all over the world. So all this started uh, when um, Barry Newfeld. Well, let's find out who Barry Newfeld is. Scott, you got some notes I'm, on Barry Newfeld? I'm, I'm just pulling my notes up here because uh, very, okay. very interesting uh, on, on Barry Newfeld. While you're pulling your notes, uh, Barry Newfeld posted something on Facebook a while back that he pulled out, so I couldn't get a snapshot of it. It was a meme. It was a meme. Now, I'm going to try to describe it in the picture. It was a picture that was divided in half, and you had like 1997 on top, and then 2017 at the bottom. 1997, you had a picture of a child asking his mom, Mom, can I wear an earring? A little boy asks his mom, and mom says no. Then 2017 below, little child asks his mom, Mom, can I be a girl? And mom responds, sure, we'll pop you with hormones tomorrow. That was the meme. And the meme with with that, Barry Newfeld posted that SOGI123, which is a school program here developed by the, uh, the, the ministry, is, quote, child abuse. 
Now, let's find out who Barry Neufeld is. And I want to stress out, I don't want... Uh, I, this is not about bashing Barry Neufeld. No, he's, it's not. He seems to be an upstanding citizen. We just have a very profound disagreement with what he's saying here. But, Scott, you got... I am having uh, trouble opening my document now because... Uh, Technology is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, apparently uh, Google's just going to be... Um, Arguing with me here. <laughs> ah, technology. Uh, ah, yeah. technology. Yeah, well, you got to love technology. He, yeah, he's I mean, a school it's... trustee. He's also a religious man. Yes, and... I have all of this in my... And oh. for some reason, it just does not want to come up. Okay. Well, let's, maybe in the meantime, maybe Nancy can explain to us what Soji123 is. I'll do my best. Okay. Uh, we're saying Soji, and actually Soji is not a word. Soji is the... Is it acronym? So yep. It's an acronym... Yep. For sexual orientation and gender identity. And this is a province-wide program that actually came up um, for a number of different reasons, um, one of them being anti-bullying and trying to, to have a, uh, a more welcoming and safe place within the school for children who, um, whose identity uh, was either uh, gay, lesbian, um, transgender uh, or non-binary, mm-hmm. and there seems to be a lot of bullying in the schools, you know, for for these kids, and not a lot of support initially. And so the province decided to um, develop a program um, to help with diversity and have the kids understand um, different kinds of people, where they're coming from, what they're going through, and to include them and to understand. Um, and where they where they fit in in the, the school um, activities. So um, that basically is what SOGI is, and it, it, they are um, it, it, they it, it's not a program or a curriculum within the the schools, but it's in, it is a topic that's interwoven through several curriculum areas, physical. And, um, physical and health education, language arts, and social studies, mm-hmm. so that while um, teachers are holding class and doing their their regular curriculum, they spend time um, bringing up topics where the kids are given a chance to discuss and, and understand um, safety in their schools um, and uh, uh, the, the type of problems that these kids uh, are undergoing in, in order to be more welcoming and, as I said, a more safe um, environment. So, for instance, in the lesson plans, uh, one of the rationales for one of the lesson plans is this, and it says, in this activity, students will create a map of their high school that evaluates how safe and welcoming its spaces are for trans, two-spirit, and gender expansive students. Students will consider how gender identity and expression is influenced by societal expectations. They will also explain and support personal responses uh, in a, um, to a text. So they go through different strategies for responding to discrimination, stereotyping, and bullying. Um, they go through strategies for developing and maintaining healthy relationships. Um, they go through creating strategies uh, for the health and well-being of the school and the community, the consequences of bullying, stereotyping, and discrimination. Mm-hmm. So it's a way of having these open and honest conversations with these kids to be able to um, have them be more open and to to understand diversity in, in all of all of its various uh, sexual orientations 
certain manner. Ways. So, so the program doesn't because this is one of the first complaints you hear from the from the proponents against SOGI one two three. The program doesn't teach kids to become transgendered or to become gay or anything like that. It has nothing to do with this. No, what it does is it acknowledges the fact that some people are non-binary. Exactly. There, whether you look like a girl or look like a boy, has nothing to do with your gender identification. This can cause confusion. This can cause bullying. This can cause a, a lot of things in the school that um, uh, cause these kids a lot of psychological mm-hmm. damage, and and they have a lack of support. So to overcome that, um, the curriculum. Um, includes a focus on valuing diversity, respecting differences, and then the topics of human rights and responses to discrimination. Whether they feel that um, children in class will be suddenly enamored of being non-binary and the next day say, oh, I always thought I was a boy, now I'm a girl, can I wear, can I wear my dress to school? Mm-hmm. Is something that the fear mongers have, yeah. have used to their advantage. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's also what Mr. Neufeld uh, was trying to maybe say by saying that he felt it was child abuse because maybe he felt that it was trying to push kids into an identity they don't necessarily have. However, it seems that he's incorrect about this. Right. At each school, there is no one plan. Each school can, the teachers within that school, they, they've all had the training, but they can all, always have, they can, they can plan the, uh, their own set of, of activities mm-hmm. as long as they conform to the overall goals of the, of the SOGI program. Okay, so first myth debunked already. Perfect. Mr. Barry Newfeld, let's uh, find out our... Our contender. Okay, our, our contender, uh, Perry Newfeld. So I, I had a whole thing written here. I'm just going to go through it. The issue, SOGI 123. And SOGI's site says sexual orientation and gender identity, identity, SOGI, is a term used by the BC Human Rights Code to describe an area of prohibited discrimination. It is an inclusive term that encompasses all individuals, regardless of where they identify on the sexual orientation or gender identity spectrums, including lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, two-spirit, heterosexual, and cisgender. The BC Ministry of Education has moved forward on SOGI 123, an initiative that shares resources to create a learning environment for students that fosters inclusiveness with respect to LBGTQ students. SOGI 123 focuses primarily on terms and identities for people whose sexual orientation and or gender identity is in the minority because these people have historically been marginalized and often misunderstood. Mm -hmm. The idea that gender identity can be fluid seems to draw criticism from many. One person who finds the notion of teaching children these ideas problematic is Mr. Barry Neufeld, a longtime school trustee for the Chilliwack School Board. The comments that Mr. Neufeld have made seem to have polarized the community and the province. Now, a little bit about Barnabas Barry Neufeld. He has been working with the Chilliwack Board of Education as a trustee for 21 years. He's worked with the BC Justice System for 27 years in various roles, such as correctional officer, probation officer, including youth, chaplain, restorative justice facilitator, children and family. He's very community-oriented, volunteering with Bowls of Hope Hot Lunch Program, And he presents a strong Christian lifestyle. His education and noted experience throughout his life are from Christian-based schools and activities. I have his CV. It's a long list for his education and... So he's, well, so he's not necessarily, he's not a crank, this guy. No, no, no. He's a very well-educated man. He's a good uh, man that serves the community. And, and serves the community in the best of his capacity. Yes. He, he definitely goes above and beyond to serve the community. 
The controversy here is that Mr. Neufeld felt very strongly uh, or felt strongly enough that he took to Facebook in October to give a rant to criticize the LGBTQ support program, SOGI123. In his rant, he said that allowing little children to choose their gender is nothing short of child abuse and that SOGI123 had been morphed into a weapon of propaganda to infuse every subject matter from K-12 to with the latest fad, gender theory. Mr. Neufeld later gave an apology to those he felt were hurt by his post, but stuck to his opinions about SOGI123. He said in his speech, SOGI, in my opinion, is an institutionalization of codependency, encouraging and enabling dysfunctional behavior and thinking patterns. And... Uh, in another statement said, instead of coddling and encouraging what I regard as the sexual addiction of gender confusion, I believe children should be gently encouraged to be comfortable with their bodies. He said this to applause and cheers. And he referred to Soji as a subtle but powerful suggestion that perhaps there is something wrong with the child, that all children should consider rejecting their own gender identity. In the news reports, Mr. Neufeld was linked to a group called Culture Guard, I've checked out their website myself and found it scary in the same way that the NRA, the neo-Nazis and the flat earthers are scary with propaganda. Mm -hmm. It sets off the little alarm bells in my, in my being calls have gone out from various groups for his resignation from the school board and also other groups who support him in his views. And that's where I'm going to leave it because okay. this is where our discussion kicks in. Perfect. So right now, let's take a pause. And when we come right back, we'll be with Dr. Del Rey and Dr. Veronica Drance. We get the psychologist and the biologist. And let's answer those questions that everybody's been asking. And let's put an end to this stupid, stupid fight. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi. I'm the Supreme Irreverend Dr. Randy Tyson from the Legion of Reason Diversion. Join me and my co-hosts, Christine Shelska, Twyla, and Nate Phelps, as we explore issues at the intersection of atheism, humanism, and skepticism. Topics range from alternative medicine to the interference of religion in public policy. We often have special guests to help us understand the topic du jour. Previous guests include biologist Jerry Coyne, ex-Muslim author Ali Rizvi, philosopher Peter Bogosian, and the late physicist Victor Stanger. You can watch us on the Legion of Reason YouTube channel or subscribe to the audio version through your favorite podcatchers such as iTunes or Stitcher. And don't forget to like the Legion of Reason Facebook page. If your skepticism is socially conscious and doesn't take itself too seriously, you might like life, the universe, and everything else. People like Ray Comfort are fond of saying, what use is half a wing, right? Have you ever seen a f***ing penguin? <laughs> Life, the universe, and everything else. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere else. I don't know, Zoom? Is that still a thing? I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But... I don't know about that. As many times as we loved and we've shared love and made love. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. It's just not enough. Baby. It's just not enough. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, baby. 
this music can only mean one thing. It's our friend uh, and <laughs> best psychologist ever, Dr. Del Rey. And he's joined by the incredible Dr. Veronica Dranz. Dr. Ray, Dr. Dranz, thank you so much for joining us once again at Left at Valley. Thank you, Kevin. Good to be on. Now, I, I, you know, I could... I could probably try to enumerate all the accomplishments both of you fine upstanding citizens have, but, you know, we'd be probably spending the next three hours doing so. So maybe I'll be real quick and ask you maybe <laughs> one at a time to give you give to your audience a quick bio, even though you've been on our show before. Doctor, let's start with Dr. Ray. Dr. Ray, can you give us a quick bio? Uh, well, I'm the author of The God Virus and, more importantly, Sex and God, How Religion Distorts Sexuality. I'm the uh, founder of the Secular Therapy Project and the president of Re- and founder of Re- Recovering from Religion. Among other things. All right. And Dr. Drance? Uh, well, um, I have a PhD in physiology, and I've been teaching physiology and related sciences to medical professionals all my life, like, like almost a half a century. So yeah. that's uh, basically my claim to fame, and I do a little bit of public speaking and, and writing on the topic of uh, LGBTI people and the and the science. A little bit of public speaking. I had to buy an extra hard drive just to load up your your CV there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for both of you so, for joining us today. Um, before we did the show, we uh, we took the liberty of sending you guys a bit of the information of what's been going on. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the situation of what's going on here in the Fraser Valley. Uh, we have uh, we're doing this because there is a school trustee by the name of uh, Mr. Uh, Barry Newfeld that's come out strongly against a program uh, from the government called SOGI One Two Three. Now, Nancy, just before we join you, Nancy explained that SOGI One Two Three is essentially a program that's designed to foster um, encouragement amongst the kids uh, that people are of different. Uh, Gender yeah. identity and variation and to stuff be, like that. To become familiar and welcoming with people who have different lifestyles, different outlooks than they, they did. It's part of an anti-bullying province-wide mm-hmm. program to uh, get the kids to to act act, act more um, welcoming to, to everybody regardless of their orientation. And and this, this uh, fight... Prompted because I got actually involved in a fight because it went on the CKNW and I got involved on, on the comment section. And this prompted some uh, vicious backlash. And it's one of the reasons we're doing the show today because there was a lot of misinformation that was spread out there, including this letter here I'm going to quickly read that was actually sent to us. And it was actually entitled, What Kevin Francis Doesn't Want You to Know. So it was actually entitled for me. And the subtitle was, Is the LGBT Community Desperately Conceding an Inconvenient Truth About the LGBT Community? And this is sent by a certain Jane Doe. So, <laughs> and it was it said things it says things like fact: gay men are full of diseases, sexually transmitted diseases, HIV infection, and parasite. Um, and it does. Well, Jesus, you know what? I'm, okay, here we go. Approximately ninety percent of homosexual men engage in anal sex. However, the anus is not designed for. Blah, 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 blah. Let's start with this. Is this true? Uh, well, there's a hell of a lot of hetero people engaging in anal sex, so, so I don't know where you begin there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really doubt that 90% of homosexual men would engage in anal sex like that. I think that, I think the numbers are actually more around 30%. I think most of it is actually uh, uh, oral, oral and touching. Uh, I guess I guess we should start asking some questions because we get a whole bunch of these kind of questions and we want to debunk them. Uh, I guess I'll start with uh, with uh, Dr. Ray. Dr. Ray, for, as you're uh, in your capacity as a uh, psychologist, uh, do you think that homosexuality or 
being a transsexual is a mental disorder? Oh, we established that 30 years ago. No, it's not. Okay. And there's no evidence for anything like that. Okay. But I'm, I'm not the expert. I've, I met Dr. Drans several years ago and was blown away by her, and she knows a hell of a lot more than I'll ever know. Oh. So you might ask her. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I would like to just speak to this topic generally rather than answer specific questions, if you okay. don't mind. Of course. Uh, regarding this uh, SOGI program and people calling it child abuse. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know how it can possibly be child abuse when neither gender identity nor sexual orientation are learned. We have a lot of science now showing that. I put my professional reputation on the line that there's plenty of science telling us that core sexuality is not learned. It's not something that's malleable. It's not a voluntary trait in any sense of the word. And so uh, teaching kids that there are people who uh, they didn't know about, who are right there in the room with them, mm -hmm. who are in their lives and in their world, and people who have made important contributions to the world, that these folks exist, and that they're good people, and they're human like everybody else, that how can that possibly be child abuse? Mm -hmm. It isn't like your kid is going to become trans because they learned about trans people. Your kid isn't going to become gay because they learned that some people are gay. So I take issue with this, this whole fundamental idea uh, about anything to do with what I call core sexuality being learned. Those things aren't learned any more than the configuration of your genitalia. And we have plenty of science to show that. Just like you come into the world with your genitalia having a certain configuration, you clearly didn't learn them. You don't <laughs> learn your gender identity nor your sexual orientation either. You discover them as you grow up, and it doesn't take long. Most, most kids learn know what their gender identity is by about the age of four or so. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. That's a great I'd answer. I'd be glad to share with the audience what we do know about the science of gender identity, because it's a story that involves everyone, not just trans people. I mean, the point is that it's a brain thing, yes, and the brain is organized before birth, then gets activated later, usually at puberty for most purposes, and then uh, you are who you are, and everybody's an individual. I have to tell you that the only thing binary about sex and sexuality, and I've given this a lot of thought, is the gametes. Mm -hmm. There's only eggs and sperm. I've never heard of something in between or a third option. Okay? But when it comes to the people who make the gametes, well, they're all of them individuals. It's an interesting story because the physiological mechanism of sexual development is the same mechanism in everyone. But we tweak the genes, we tweak the hormone levels and the timing and the thresholds, and we tweak the epigenetics. And the outcome is individuals, each of us. I mean, there's a, nature generates way more diversity than these uh, conservative folks in your part of the world seem to be able to wrap their brains around. And that, unfortunately, is a problem all over the world for people who have uh, been brought up in a culture with that Adam and Eve story. So so I guess mainly, mainly the problem is, is people, I think, are having a hard time defining sex versus gender. 
uh, in the old days, we, these two words were interchangeable. Today, they, and it's a fairly new thing in 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 in, in the realm of science. Uh, it means they're different; they have different meanings. I think people have a hard time wrapping their heads around that. Well, sex, first of all, is a very complicated thing. It has many levels. I'm talking about, you know, yes, your physical anatomy. With it starts with chromosomes and gonads and hormones and genitalia, external, internal, and what we have not considered up until very recently is the brain itself, mm. which is probably the most important part of this whole story. Uh, uh, and everything about sexuality is a continuum, including sex. I mean, there are intersex people, and in fact, uh, the uh, atrocities that the medical profession ha continues to commit against them is an important part of the data that tells me that gender identity and just like sexual orientation are innate. They're mm -hmm. programmed into our brains early on. We don't learn them. And so I don't see what the threat is to uh, students to learn that there's more kinds of diversity than they knew about. I don't understand that at all. I, 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 there's no reason to characterize it as child abuse. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that you said that uh, sexuality isn't learned, because when I look at my genitalia, I should have studied harder. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ray, uh, going back to you, um, when, when we talk about, uh, in the old days, they used to think of homosexuality as a mental disorder. Uh, is there anything in the DSM that says, that speaks to this being um, a problem in the mind? No, everything Dr. Ranch just said is correct. The brain is where really is, is the center of sexuality. Mm -hmm. And we all know that our brains are what really generate just kind of automatically things like our fantasies, who you're attracted to. What That doesn't come from your genitalia. It mm -hmm. comes from the way your brain's organized. So, 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 so it's and not... No people, no two people have the same brain organization. So, so parts of the brain, excuse me, but the parts of the brain we're talking about are very ancient brain regions that we share with all the other mammals mm -hmm. and lower animals. And just like they kind of know what to do without ever having learned it, mm -hmm. uh, sort of instinctive behaviors, instinctive drives and behaviors, those are the brain regions I'm talking about here. Okay. So, so when people talk about uh, people with trans, uh, transgender people having gender dysphoria, so what, is there a difference between gender dysphoria versus being transgendered? Yes. Dysphoria means that they're unhappy with their with their uh, physical anatomy, mm -hmm. and that they they would like to have uh, surgery and or hormones right. uh, in order to live comfortably in the world. So you have to let me. There's so much to say. It's oh, by all means, doctor, you're, you're the it's expert. A, it's, <laughs> they, the evidence, the best evidence that I have is that it's a. It's not really true to say that a, a trans uh, woman has a woman's, a female brain in a male body, or a trans man has a, ma a male brain in a female body. Uh, trans people have a trans brain. Hmm. Tra trans women have a trans woman brain. And trans men have a trans man's brain. Different from that of a cisgender female or a cisgender male, uh, and uh, that's innate. It's not. It's not learned. Mm -hmm. 
Now, the gender, let me, and gender and gender identity are two very different things. Mm -hmm. Gender identity is a sort of a sensibility uh, that emanates from these ancient brain structures if they're organized one way versus another way or something in between. Mm -hmm. Because gender identity, sexual orientation, these are all, these are a continuum, spectrum. It's not, there's nothing binary about any of these things. Losing my train of thought here. As we said before, well, the only thing that was binary was the gametes. I'll just say that it, it's it's even oversimplified. Call it oh, a spectrum. But I know what I was going to say. Gender is a cultural thing, and our culture only gives us two genders: man or woman. Mm-hmm. But there are other cultures that have different genders. Cultures have more genders than that, and if we had like a trans woman gender, I'm then trans women would identify with that gender. Uh, in Indonesia. Indigenous Indonesia, they used to have five genders, one of which would have been what we would call trans women. Another one would have been what we call trans men. And people raised in those cultures, just, you know, they when they learned, oh, there's those people, oh, and I'm one of them. Kids learn very early on mm-hmm. which group they are emotionally like, you know. It's a way of responding to the world emotionally. So, so if this, if this is not uh, a mental issue, then we're saying, are you saying that there actually is a biological component? I'm saying there, that, like gay people, trans people are natural variants. They're, right. they're different from the mainstream. That does not make them disordered. Difference does not equal disorder. Mm, yep. Right. Okay. 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 Uh, and if, if if the medical profession can't tell the difference, that's a problem. And they've had the, they, they, there was a long time it took them to learn that difference because, yes, they used to pathologize gay people. We were considered crazy. We were in the, the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, and we basically had to get ourselves out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. right. there was Scary. never any evidence that we were mentally uh, ill. Mm-hmm. We had to prove that we weren't mentally ill. I mean, we were the only... You were found guilty he before had being innocent. Them basically what happened, that they were wrong, hmm. and it was a long struggle. And they, the, the psychoanalysts, held on because it was very lucrative to to uh, pathologize us. Uh, and, and then eventually, uh, okay, it was, being homosexual itself wasn't a, a disorder, uh, but being distressed about it was. And then they realized, oh. Well, it's very human and very natural and normal to be distressed when you're being discriminated against, when your life is made hell by the rest of the world, largely because of the medical stigmatization. That same scenario has been repeated on transsexual people. First, again, without any evidence, in fact, evidence to the contrary, that they are natural variants, uh, without any evidence that they're crazy, they were put into the DSM-3, I think, Mm. 1980. All of a sudden, yeah, they become right. officially crazy. Uh, and in the, the, the last edition, the fifth edition, uh, gender identity disorder was replaced with de- gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, the scientific evidence has been mounting and there's been an outcry from people like me and uh, outside the, the psychiatric community, pressuring them to pay attention to the science and... Uh, stop, uh, you know, stigmatizing this small group of people. Uh, and the gen- gender dysphoria is meant to sort of eliminate a lot of that uh, um, uh, uh, path- pathology view and emphasize the distress that they're experiencing 
as a justification to get insurance coverage. There's a long story to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so if, what you, if, if you, you look at it, from a not all trans people want this sort of thing, and it's none of our business anyway. They need the, the stress is largely the result of having to live in a world that forces people to be in one of two categories very clearly and cleanly. And if you don't uh, fit in there, your life is going to be hell. Mm-hmm. Dr. Ray, you were about to say? If, if you look at, I was going to say, if you look at it, following the same um, example Dr. Drams was um, mentioning earlier, if you, if you look at it from a cultural perspective, if the culture did not cause people or punish people or put pressure on people, for being different, then the dysphoria itself might be reduced significantly. Exactly. I'm not exactly. saying it would be eliminated. Yeah. People would might still have a desire to be to go through surgery, whether but long before there was the option of surgery, long before that, people still had the feeling I'm I was I'm not right. in the body. Everybody says I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But the, the I think this this issue that we need to speak to the issue that that brought up in this school district that you have a culture in that school and you have a culture in your school district that is that is forcing people into into the gender into the binary when they right. don't people don't fit into that and this new curriculum is simply and quite positively it sounds to me like I haven't read it but it seems like it's, it's, it's actually it's saying, Look, well thought out there's there's op- there's there's a place for everybody in our in our community and this school board member is saying, no, there's not, basically. Mm-hmm. Kids should not sit there in a classroom, for example, in a sex education class, and not hear about themselves. Yeah. So You know, if, if, if you're not included in that sex education class, that silence shouts at you. What is it true. saying about you? I have a question. Um, Kevin asked this, and, and we've never really gotten a solid answer on it. It is biology. It is purely biology that, that yes. produces the spectrum. If you want to call it a spectrum, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a variance. It's it's yeah, not even right. a spectrum. It's a variance of sexuality, of uh, gender, of identity, of, and it's purely biology that creates this, or manifests it. I mean, and so there's nothing wrong with it. And this is what these people, uh, the the opponents to the Soji uh, uh, curriculum. That's what they're after. They want to say that, no, it's purely uh, uh, psychological. And it's like, no, it's That's not. Right. <laughs> it's, it's learned that you can unlearn it. No, you, you can't. Can, uh, you know, conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. I guess that leads me to the next question, because one of the myths that's perpetuated out there, and it's a very mean one, and Dr. Ray could certainly answer that, because Dr. Ray does a uh, fantastic podcast called Secular Sexuality. He talks about sex all the time to a lot of people. So Dr. Ray... <laughs> Some people will say that these people are doing this for attention. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Just yeah. like, you know, you want to be goth and you decide to be goth. Well, now the latest trend is to be trans. People. Yeah, I know. They're horrible people. I agree. Are you saying people are pretending to be trans for attention? That's what these people are claiming. Well, who are these people? <laughs> I mean, they're too stupid to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's actually a web... Uh, or a, a web presence of a group called the culture what are they culture the culture guard culture, culture guard. guard and and you should i uh, just it's like something out of neo-nazism or flat earth or 
I mean, these people are so backward in their thinking. No, no, yeah, and these people are thinking that you know, as much as you want to rebel as a teenager, you want to set yourself apart, so you decide to dress up goth. Well, right now, the latest trend is to be trans or to be gender fluid, and oh they God. think this it's is a trend, just a trend, a fad. Uh, well, the fact, no, the I facts think- are that human human beings are gender fluid, and there's a, there's a lot of evidence for that. You, as a male or you as a female, may change significantly in your lifetime in the way you uh, express your sexuality. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, right we're on. gender fluid. In fact, there's an entire book, a pretty darn good one, on uh, sexual fluidity. and it's But it focuses on mainly on females, on, on women. But it's, it's a great study in how people can change their sexual expression over, over a lifetime. Really interesting stuff. What the... What the religious right does and doesn't understand is that human beings are not made in a single mold. Now, in their Bible, it says they were made in a single mold, male and female. But that's, there's no biology in that. There's just myth and there's just cultural conservatism. What your, your curriculum is trying, to say, is trying to teach is that there is fluidity. People can move back and forth. And if people learn that, yeah, you can experiment with being goth today, and wearing a coat and tie tomorrow, there's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with exploring your sexuality. That's how you find out. You'll who eventually you are. find yourself. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Very good. Hmm. So, 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 Doctor Ray, in your in your dealings with a lot of people, uh, as there. Have you ever met some people that were designated themselves as transgender? Because this is another myth that decided to want they wanted to go back to the original uh, sex they were. Well, I, I have not had that kind of, enough experience to say one way or the other. Uh, maybe Dr. Drans can speak to that better than I could. It's, it's my understanding. I know a lot of trans people, mm-hmm. and they're all way happier than they were before they were openly trans. Uh, I don't know of anybody. I, as far as I know, that's incredibly rare yeah. for anybody. Yeah, that, that's been my experience. It's really, really rare. I have not had near the experience that she's had. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the original meme that was posted by Mr. Neufeld, uh, I'm going to try to pay, paint a picture for you guys because the, he he, uh, he uh, erased the, the meme, was a uh, an image that was divided in two. And it said 1997, and it was a kid asking his mom, Mom, can I wear an earring? And Mom says no. And the image below was in 2017, and the same kid says, Mom, can I be a girl? And the, kid, the mom says, Sure, Johnny, we'll start popping you with hormones tomorrow. This is the original meme that was posted that started this whole kerfuffle there. Um, the question is, I guess I have to ask you guys is, is there, That's is there... a great illustration of why you need this SOGI program. Exactly. That people think like that. Good grief. You ought to have the parents in the classroom there. But th- this is a school trustee who's thinking like that. Are well, you... you ought to have them in that classroom too. <laughs> so uh, uh, is there this any, is there any situation... Parents that... need to know this stuff. Teachers need to know this stuff. Otherwise, they do harm. Yes. You know, actually, Dr. Yes. Drentz, I think that's a wonderful idea because there's so much misinformation and fear that's yep. being disseminated Great. by Culture Guard and other very conservative groups that it would be wonderful if they spent some time in the classes themselves so they could see yeah. the positive effects that this had and how it helps you know people to really come together and and uh, be against bullying and and have more diversity in their lives and be able to be open to more human experiences so i think that would be great to be able to have 
um, people who have strong objections actually go into classroom and get the facts and understand exactly what it is that, that the SOGI program is all about. So maybe we could go to Culture yeah. Garden and bring Dr. Drans via satellite <laughs> and just let her loose there. And Yeah, the problem is well, that... How about, how about actual trans people? That would yeah, be even better. That, yeah. that as well. Although I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know yes, where to bring... They are available, and they can come into classrooms, and they yeah. can speak very eloquently for themselves. I, I don't know whether right. that's part of the program or not, but it well, certainly makes say, more sense. Yeah, you know, It isn't like they're not out there it isn't there's no place you can go on the planet where, where trans people don't exist so no, I, I, I don't they're, they're in your community yeah i know that there are the trans kids um, who are in the school already and whether or not the the uh, the kids participate you know to try and and tell the the cisgender kids um about their experiences and about their feelings um i don't know whether that's part of the curriculum or not mm. some some kids would be very hesitant to uh, uh, you know, to 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 reveal themselves, perhaps course, in a class. But um, I meant you have yeah. to be trans adults out there. Sure. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Glad to come in. I know that yeah. that's the case here. Okay. Well, going back to my what I was saying with the meme there, my question was really uh, the this meme, of course, is you know spreading a lot of misinformation. But is there any situation where hormones or anything like that are given to small children? Uh, on a whim. Do we know of any situation where that actually happens? That's just pure fantasy. I don't know if the medical professional would do anything like that, and if they had, they'd be unethical mm -hmm. on a whim. You have to have a scientific reason for trying to do anything like so that. So somebody but who, who again, feels is a, a transgender person... Experience. Yeah, somebody who feels is a transgender person needs to go through a very rigorous... It's definitely not done on a whim. Yeah. No. So it's a very rigorous process. Yes. Okay. Um, like we know, for example, in Canada, the, the, the places actually do surgery for uh, genital surgery and stuff like that. There's only one place in the entire country that does it. It's a clinic in Montreal. I don't know about the United States, but here uh, in Canada, it's actually fair, rare, fairly rare. Probably a lot of testing. and. Um, um... Uh, Dr. Dress, last time you were on the show, we, uh, we spent a little time talking about the chromosome part of uh, of uh, gender identity uh, on a chromosomal level. Would you be so kind of maybe refresh our memory on that? Okay. Well, this you mean uh, the... We're talking the, about XY, the, XXY... The, the mechanism whole... of sexual development in mammals, yes. yes. begins with, with the chromosomes and the genes on those chromosomes. Uh, we all look the same to begin with. Mm -hmm. First six weeks, we're in this indifferent stage uh, where our external genitalia... Uh, are neither clearly male nor female, or they're closer to female, actually, if you were to see it, but, but it's the same in everybody is the point. And internally, we have a pair of gonads that are uh, neither ovaries nor testes yet, in different gonads. And we're hermaphroditic internally, all of us. We have the beginnings of the male internal reproductive organs called the Wolfian ducts, and we also have the beginnings of the female internal organs called the Mullerian ducts, we all of them, we all start out as hermaphrodites that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and That's in the so case cool. of a female where there's two X chromosomes, one in the egg and one in the sperm, those cells of the gonad having two X chromosomes become uh, an ovary. And if instead there's a Y chromosome in the sperm that produced this individual, XY cells, a gonad made of XY cells, 
will become a testes. And this is because in the Y chromosome, there's a special gene that is called the testes determining gene. It, it codes for a protein that turns that gonad into a testes. Mm -hmm. Now, the rest of the story is hormonal. Uh, in the case of a female, when there's no Y chromosome and you get uh, uh, ovaries, those ovaries don't have to secrete any significant hormone. Uh, you will get the, the female anatomy and physiology and the female brain uh, without hormones. The female is sometimes called the default sex, but don't mistake that to mean that uh, uh, there's, it, she's less complicated. She's every bit as complicated. It's just that hormones are not necessary for the female development. In the case of the testes, the testes has to make two hormones to get a typical male. Testosterone, which is necessary for the uh, Wolfian ducts, or let me back up. In the case of a female, what happens to those internal organs, the Wolfian ducts just wither away automatically, so the male organs just wither. And the future female organs, the Mullerian ducts, they don't need any hormones to develop. So uh, you could actually uh, uh, castrate a female uh, embryo and she will still wind up looking female at birth. I mean this is some of the early experiments that mm -hmm. allowed us to figure this out. In the case of a male where there's a Y chromosome, uh, those that gonad will become a testes uh, and then it has to make testosterone without which the male organs, the Wolfian ducts, will not grow, will not develop. And the, uh, the testes must also make another hormone Mullerian inhibiting hormone, which as the name indicates, will stifle the development of the future female organs. So in the case of a male, you need two hormones, one to promote the maleness and the other to stifle the femaleness. Mm. Uh, and uh, the point I would like to make here is that the, the, the genes and the chromosomes are in all cells of the body, including the cells of the brain, the, the sexual regions of the brain, and the hormones go everywhere, including the brain. And so these hormones that shape your genitalia also shape the organization of the brain, especially the sexual regions of the brain, these ancient regions that you don't think with and you don't make decisions with. These are regions that control uh, uh, instinctive behaviors, sexual drives and instinctive behaviors, you know, like the, the other animals who kind of know how to be sexual without ever having gone to school and without needing any experience. It just sort of comes right out of them, given the right circumstances. And we're animals, and we share these same brain regions. And to make a long story short, now we have plenty of evidence from animal work, from real people, like the, the famous David Reimer story, from the, what is the atrocities committed on intersex babies who, who were... Uh, assigned a, a sex that doesn't resonate with their gender identity uh, and brain work on humans uh, looking at cisgender people versus trans people and straight people versus gay people and what do we get from all this research that that core sexuality is not learned it's just it's basic biology mm-hmm and it's a given, like your, like your genitalia. And people, people understand this in, a, in another way. If you think about eye color, 
there are many different eye colors. We don't have a we don't have a binary for eye color, and yet the genes that create that eye color are the same kinds of genes and the same processes that that create everything around our sexuality. Only it's even more broad and more complex. There's more hormones involved probably than simply what your eye color is, and there's there's many many examples in the way in developmental biology how that all plays out in so many different ways but nobody objects to the fact that we have lots of different eye colors or or hair colors or body shapes all those things are genetic too so why can't the brain be just as fluid and just as of course it is as um yeah that's it a is. fantastic way and, of putting and, it. and the other thing dr grams has said this several times uh, and that is that there have there are multiple hundreds maybe even thousands of animal studies over the last 70 years or so that that have pointed in this direction exactly it, it it was ignored for many years by the very scientists that were discovering it they didn't know what to do with it but now we know what to do with it you mm-hmm. could probably say more about that trans fantastic so 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 how can we can how we start a good conversation with those like Barry Newfeld to open their minds to the biological reality of what science has given us right now Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't even want to try talking to that guy. No way. <laughs> do, do, you, do you think it's an absolute lost cause that when people yeah. are so some, hardened to, yeah. their, to yeah, their own yeah. view of the world, so the only that, hope... So, so I think these uh, old straight white guys are feeling very threatened. Because they had a pretty good life in this uh, binary gendered world, yeah. you know, yeah. and they were the privileged half of the story. So, and so now everything's falling apart for them. You know, all this diversity. Uh, you, mean, you mean that everybody should be equal under all this diversity? Wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow, equality for all. Yeah, pretty. My brain just yeah. boom. Pretty I'm, soon, I'm a. It's I'm a, pretty I'm hard those... for you know one group to oppress another when you have a whole bunch of groups. Yeah, Doctor Ray. Pretty soon you're going to be advocating human rights, and then we're oh going to be in trouble. No, no. <laughs> Listen, I'm one of those. I'm one of those old white guys. <laughs> that's binary and I, i'm telling you it's it, i'm the only question coming to my mind is what took so long <laughs> exactly. why did we not know this stuff 30 years ago 40 years ago 50 years ago so why are we so thick gender is the problem gender itself is the problem the, the social gender. construct the social of this prescribes how you're supposed to behave what you're supposed to like what you're supposed to want and uh that's the problem right there. We need to let people be who they are. Mm-hmm. And everyone is an individual. One we way. are all humans. That, shouldn't that be enough? We should all have exactly the same human rights. And all that requires is that you be human. Should you ask, how can we start a conversation with these people? I think there's something to be talked about there more in depth. I do agree with <laughs> Dr. Durant. It's a hopeless cause for that person <laughs> and probably for those people that are in that group, the culture guard group. But they're a tiny, tiny minority. Yes. And we need to find ways, we need to think about strategies to reach out and speak to people who are who are open to the education. Mm-hmm. 
Dr. Ray and Dr. Drance, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I hope we've actually put this to rest, and let's hope so. Uh, Dr. Ray, let's start with you. If people want to know more about you and your work and your podcast, where can they find you? Uh, they can go to Secular Sexuality Podcast, or they can find me at Recovering From Religion, and uh, or on my books or on, on Amazon, The God Virus or Sex and God. And Thanks for having me. Oh. I'm always glad to... Glad to be on your show. We love having you, Dr. Ray. And Dr. Drance, we love having you too. And if people want to find out more about your fantastic work and how thick your resume is, where can they find you? Well, they can just uh, email me if they like at uh, Dr. Drance, D-R-D-R-A-N-T-Z, at spcglobal.net. Dr. Drance, Dr. Ray, thank you so much for doing this for us. I I hope this has put uh, another nail in the casket. And uh, we thank, thank you, you so for much for doing letting this. me uh, say, have my say about this. Oh. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Thank you. Absolutely, it was outstanding. And that was Dr. Ray and Dr. Drans. Goodness, I hope we finally put some sense in there. Boy, we sure made a good stab at it. You know, we? the funny thing is, we they did. Yeah, they did. I will. I will probably send that. I want. I want to find out what that culture guard is. I will send them the link of this show. And yeah. I want them to listen to that. And well, I encourage you guys that. to send it out there. This needs yeah. to really come out. And there's one more thing we didn't talk about here, but I quick, quickly wanted to uh, uh, say something about this. Is out there, there's a lot of people or some organizations that take advantage and they're it's like astroturfing. They, they, they just pretend to be something they're not. And one of them is the American College of Pediatrician. It sounds real, doesn't it? The American College of Pediatrician, but it's not. It's fake. And this is from Psychology Today. This is not. This is not just Wikipedia. This is Psychology Today. The American College of Pediatrician is an anti-LGBT group. It's a conservative. It's, it's group. a conservative group masquerading as pediatrician just to confuse you on the issue. The real association is the AAP, which is the American Association of Pediatricians. So when somebody starts quoting the American College of Pediatricians, it sounds like the doctors on and the scientists on the side. It is not. And you've got to be careful about these things. I have even had a friend in our atheist group that actually came to me and said, you've got to be careful. And he showed me an, an opinion piece that, showed, that was published in the Vancouver Sun. And when I started reading that, and I popped in, I said, the American College of Pediatricians, wait a minute. And I looked it up, and there it is. It's not what it is. It is so. It's un. It's not unethical, but it is. It is unethical. It is absolutely unethical. And these people are doing all their best to keep their world, their Christ world, like it is. And they don't want. They don't want to share with anybody. No. And that's exactly it. Time for Moran. Now, one good precept to follow in life is. You're allowed your own opinion, you're just not allowed your own facts. And this is exactly what Mr. Neufeld violated when he brazenly stated, in his capacity as a public servant, that Soji123 was child abuse. Deep down inside, he's not a bad man. He's not the James Bond arch-villain petting a hairless cat that he's been portrayed to be by some, but he is guided by an antiquated mindset. What would you expect when you think a Bronze Age mythology has the answers on the complexity of human sexuality? It's also the reason why religion is not just in decline, it's in the freefall. The younger generation isn't buying the lies pushed by conservatives, that somehow it's going to rain cats and dogs if you let gays marry, and if you respect transgender people, Armageddon will happen. Their eyes, and more importantly, their hearts, 
are open to the plight these kids face. Growing up was never easy. Growing up different because of your sexuality or identity is especially hard. Tonight we brought a respected biologist and psychologist to show the hard science. And after hearing this, your first thought is, I don't care, I just don't like this. Well, congratulations. You are part of the percentage of people that throughout history fought every single advancement made by our species. Everything from street lamps. Yes, the religious right did oppose street lamps when they were invented in 1875 because God made the night to be dark. To human rights for children, which was opposed by conservatives who thought the state interfered in raising their kids. To teaching evolution, because it clearly shows that Genesis never happened. And now to oppose Soji123 because God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. But the silver lining in all this, the religious right also lost every single one of those fights. Their faith cannot withstand the progress of science, so now conservatives have become little more than an anchor humanity drags behind as it advances slowly on the road to progress. In the meantime, how much damage do their misinformation campaigns cause to the next generation? And all in a vain attempt to keep the world comfortable for them. We cannot stand by this. Kids are trying to build the future. And the stats already prove it will be much brighter than any of those good old days we cherish out of nostalgia. As adults, we need to choose whether to help them with a guiding hand of experience or stare their way because we don't like it. But as history has shown, that's a losing proposition. And that takes us to the end of our show. On a positive note, you know what I—you know what I'd like to do. So, <laughs> so I'm the one on the show. But what I—what I'd like to do, Kevin, is to have either um, uh, teachers or students or somebody associated with the SOGI curriculum on our show mm. next year to tell us how the first year went and to see if there were any any changes and maybe even have Dr. Drance and, and Dr. Ray we'll on, have him back for on sure. again. Yeah. We'll have him back I for sure. I think that's a wonderful idea, Nancy. Yeah. Thank well, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us on the show today. You can always follow us at leftatvalley.com. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, at LETV Podcast. Send us an email, leftatvalley at outlook.com. And I'm talking to you, Jane Doe. <laughs> coming up and coming up next week, we'll be talking to Rebecca Fox. She's an atheist cartoonist, and that will be fun. On the 10th, we'll be talking to Ira uh, about biomimicry. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Yes. I'm excited for this. Our old friend Christopher DiCarlo comes back to see us on the 17th. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the 24th, we'll be talking to Robert Stanley about his podcast, The Right to Reason. Woo-hoo. And at the end of the month, we'll be talking to Ethan Siegel about the science of Star Trek. Oh, that should be fun. Yeah. And then in, can't wait. in April, we'll be talking to Shelly Siegel. She's an artist and singer. She's a fantastic. And we also have a crystal child. You ever heard of that, a crystal child? They no. were supposed to be kids with fantastic powers of some kind, and ex-crystal child Jessica Schwab is coming to tell her story about her story of woo. Okay, this sounds Ooh. interesting. We got some great shows yeah. coming up. As always, a great lineup. As always, yeah. a great lineup. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Anything we need to know before we go? Since my uh, other half is not here, I will fill her <laughs> position on this. Oh, Read Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> Harry Potter. It's all about Harry Potter. All about, uh, well, not today. Hopefully, we help the LGBT community. They need help. If Listen, on, on a positive note on that, uh, about 90% of the school boards in British Columbia have adopted the SOGI 123 yes. curriculum yes, or whatever they want to program. Um, so, I mean, 
the fact that there's a holdout that's causing waves, um, look at the rest of the province. Look at what's going on. People are accepting this. Yeah. People are moving in the right direction to say, hey, we've got to be inclusive. we got to stop the bullying. We've got to stop yes. the ostracization. Ostr- uh, I can't say it. And as usual, uh, the Christian's on the wrong side of history yet again. Yeah. It's all there is to it. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much, guys. Until next time. Let me take a sec, don't mean it sounds so hateful But I swear to God, unintended, I find it disgraceful That thousands of children are raped by priests And since they're holy men of God, they get away scot-free And the Pope does his very best to keep it on the hush Don't wanna affect business, he loves money too much We know that they love the kids, but how the fuck can we protect them While they planning to molest them, we teaching them to respect them Respect them the system is broke down, working backwards in the only action of tactic I plan to practice now is to attack them. The parties of God's hands are bloodstained, millions of murders by believers, and they're all in God's name. And let me take a sec, don't mean it sounds so hateful, but I swear to God, unintended, I find it disgraceful. That many atheists are told to be quiet, you're not alone, speak your mind, time to let it be known. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist, 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 I'm an atheist, atheist, atheist.